Hey guys, before we get into the show, I wanted to quickly talk about today's sponsor, Skillshare. I was super excited to get Skillshare as a sponsor because it's something I use myself and I couldn't recommend more. They have a literal treasure trove of classes to choose from. I've taken classes on everything from creative writing boot camps to mastering the perfect grilled cheese. And the best thing is, is that you can learn at your own pace. Pause, play, revisit for later. However fast or slow you want to go. If you click the link in our show notes, you'll get a one-month free trial, which gives you access to thousands of classes with no restrictions. Check out Skillshare today. And now, on with the show. Caffeinated, hydrated, ready to rock and roll. All the drateds. All the drateds. Well, that's fantastic because today our feature presentation is the original Ant-Man. Yes, in anticipation of the third installment of the trilogy. What is it? Ant-Man Quantumania? Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We wanted to revisit this movie, which I don't think I had seen uh, since the movie theater. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't. God, maybe I watched it one more time, maybe <laughs> right when it was released on streaming, but I haven't watched it in years. And God damn, it is fun. It is so much fun. Yeah. It's kind of a delight. Yeah. It's a delight because Paul Rudd is a goddamn delight. He's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can just watch him do anything. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Midwest hero, Kansas City. KC, represent. <laughs> but before we get into that, what have you been watching, reading, seeing, doing this week? So The Last of Us on HBO has gotten my interest so peaked. I played the game when it came out in probably, God, like 2013, um, and I was obsessed. It's probably my favorite video game of all time. I'm not a huge gamer, but that just, God, it was amazing. And the show is so incredible. I was watching clips from the game on YouTube, and then I came across, they basically took all the cutscenes and some of the play from the game and basically made a three-hour Last of Us movie. And oh, I watched cool. it. <laughs> nice. It- it was awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, yeah, I've watched a bunch of videos on YouTube, like talking about mm-hmm. it, and they'll put scenes from the show, uh, like side by side with scenes from mm-hmm. the game, and so much, so often they are just pulling word for word, like verbatim. Yeah, yeah, it's the things that they're taking from the game work, and then they're switching it. If you don't listen to it, they do an after. 
companion podcast that Troy Baker, who is the voice of uh, Joel in the game, and he's also been, you know, the Joker in the Arkham games. He's been so many things. Devil May Cry, Fallout, all these. He's insane. He has 500 credits on IMDb. Um, him, Craig Mazin, and Neil Druckmann, Neil Druckmann, who created The Last of Us game, they're both co-showrunners. They break down the show, the episode, and it's great. And they talk about, you know, why they did certain things, why they left out certain things, why they changed certain things. Um, check it out. Definitely. Yeah, because it's okay to change stuff because some things work totally. in one format and not as well in others. Um, but when you're going to change something, it's it's got to be for the better, you know? And I feel like they've nailed right. that every time so far. Right. Like, like for example, in the third episode where we see um, Frank and Bill in the game, yeah, we only see Bill. We never meet Frank. Frank had killed himself because he had gotten bit, and Bill just basically just walks into a building and sees Frank. Uh, he had hung himself, and that's yeah. the only time we see Frank. Yeah, and he like leaves a note, basically blaming him for it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but He's instead, like, well, we got this too, awesome love story. That was just yeah. so great. Yeah. And, you know, they decided in the show, they said, you know, we wanted to explore the relationship of Frank and Bill. But in the game, you know, you can't do over, you know, years and years of time. That just doesn't make sense in the world of the game. But in the show, that's something we could do. It's so funny that uh, the that Craig Mason, do you know what he's basically known for before this? Yeah, he wrote, what did he write? He wrote, like, Scary Movie 3, 4, Superhero Movie, like, those crap parody yeah. movies. Yeah, he wrote a bunch of, like, awful, like, shit movies, and now, yeah. boom, Chernobyl, boom, yep. Last of Us. Oh, man. Yeah, Chernobyl, his last three credits are Chernobyl, um, he wrote an episode of Mythic Quest, which, you know, I won't shut up about, I didn't know that. Um, oh, and nice. And Last of Us, which episode did he write? Uh, season two, episode six, called Backstory. I'm not sure which one that is. I'm going to have to look that mm. up later. Um, yeah, it, it's wild. Like, he was pigeonholed yeah. as kind of, you know, that parody garbage, just schlock. But yeah. he has, clearly has talent. <laughs> I mean, clearly he's, especially when you listen to this podcast, he's incredibly brilliant, and he really dives deep into the psyche of characters, and which a writer, you know, if you're writing TV or film, you know, clearly that's something you should do, but, God, he's so smart, and he's just, you could tell he's kind of a nerd like we are because he referenced yeah. Star Wars in, like, one episode, and um, it's great. I mean, the, I highly recommend the it. balls on the people in charge to give this to him with those credits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, that's taking a leap. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I mean, they yeah. nailed it, obviously, but it's so good. And this last, are you current? Yeah, I'm caught up. Holy shit. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Um, yeah. yeah. If you don't want to hear it, just fast forward like two minutes. The or something. fucking infected coming out of the ground. Haley screamed and almost threw. Through her popcorn. <laughs> oh yeah, they came out like like fast zombies, like like Snyder, yeah. Dawn of the Dead, or or uh, 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 twenty eight days, days later. later. Yeah, and they just swarmed. That was crazy. And then we got our first bloater, just that beast. <laughs> oh my god! And ripping that guy's head off, and then and then just fucking up Melanie Linsky. Or no, Melanie Linsky got fucked up by the little kid. 
Yeah, which was nice, kind of poetic because she's like, fuck them kids right before that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Fuck, what a great episode. And the guy that, uh, the, like, main military, or, like, army guy kind of, you know, that was her, mm-hmm. her right-hand man or whatever. Um, yeah. He was the voice of Tommy in the game. Yeah. It's really cool how they, they're bringing in different part people who are part of the game, but, you know, not necessarily the same character, but. Oh, the the woman who played Marlene in the game played Marlene in the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one that they did one for one. Mm-hmm. But a number of the other people, they're just putting them in different roles, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, because the guy who played Joel is going to pop up at some point. The, the woman who played uh, Ellie is going to pop up at some point. Yeah, like that's how you do your fan service, you know? Yeah. Really well done. Yeah, totally. Oh, but um, that's kind of kind of it. Some other random stuff here and there, but what about you? Um, yeah, that, of course, uh, but we've already talked about it. Bad Batch, I think that was the mid-season finale last week. They did two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Man, it, it was very, a lot like the old Clone Wars series. Um because the Bad Batch has been a little more probably uh, sillier, like lighthearted, I guess you would say, like probably mm-hmm. for a little younger audience, which is fine. Um, but the the Clone Wars just did some adult themes, and this one, this last couple was right on that. It was really Whoa. really good. Just like how the uh, how they're basically the Empire's just like pushing the clones aside, and like mm-hmm. they're just. Like throwing them out with garb, like with the trash, you know, treating them like they're not even people, and just like yeah. what that's doing to them, and and all the crap that goes along with it. It's, it's really great. Man, I keep saying I need to watch those, but I really need to watch those. I downloaded a bunch of episodes of Harley Quinn to watch on the plane back to Iowa tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a great one too. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption Two online. So fucking good. I'm kind of obsessed with that. I never thought I'd like the online game. Like, I Mm -hmm. refuse to play the GTA online because um, they have no reason to make the next one because they're making literally billions of dollars off of this. So so it's like, why would we make a new one? Like, (laughs) there's no reason to. Let's just keep milking this cash cow. But... This ver this uh this online that they don't really care about, which you can tell there's a lot of bugs and stuff. <laughs> like, they, they don't really give a shit about it, but it's it's a lot of fun if you like the game. It's just more of the game. I wonder when we're gonna get a Red Dead Redemption, you know, game move or uh, show movie something. Yeah, you could do a, a really good one on that. I mean, another one that's a great story. Just do the thing. <laughs> just do the thing. Just do a limited series or something. I really hope that's what they take. Because you never know when there's a something that's successful in Hollywood. You never know what if they're going to take the right thing from it, like the right reason. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was worried about with Spider-Man No Way Home. They're just going to be like, oh, it's just the the nostalgia. We're just going to bring people back. That that was that was the key. It's like, yeah, right. but there's more to it than that. You know, a lot of times they mm-hmm. focus on the wrong part of what made something successful. So yeah. Hopefully they focus on the fact that this is so so true to the game the story and everything uh-huh. and, and keep that going forward. And that's why it hasn't worked before. Cause no one's really ever done that. 
That's that's kind of what I thought of the Sopranos movie that they made. I just thought it was too much fan service and, oh, look at this person. We're squeezing this person in that's referenced once and then not again the entire movie and, and shit like that. It was just, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, unnecessary fan service. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. You want to wanna get into this? Let's do it. Let's get into our feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. Ant-Man from 2015, 83% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 85% from the audience, directed by Peyton Reed slash kind of Edgar Wright, starring Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, Corey Stoll as Darren Cross, Bobby Cannavale as Paxton, Judy Greer as Maggie Lang, and Michael Pena as Luis. Yeah, the, the more I read in the trivia... Edgar Wright did, like, all the heavy lifting for this movie. Yeah, when he got canned, I feel like he was at least halfway through the movie. He like, had to have it been. It was deep into the process when they when they showed him the door. Yeah, it's, I think, you know, from a lot of the trivia I read, he, you know, creative differences. He wanted it to be a standalone movie. He didn't want to have to, you know, be a part of the MCU. He, you know, well, what a lot I of believe- shit like that. What I believe the way that it was sold to him, because it it was supposed to be one of the first ones that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they when, didn't when know he first went MCU to Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, it was him formula. and John Favreau talking about Iron Man. Yeah, they 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 didn't have their formula yet, and then mm-hmm. Favreau did Iron Man, and they're like, "Oh, this is we're just gonna keep doing this. Like this is it." And yeah. Even though they had told him that, he was still under operating under the idea that. He agreed to, you know, that he could just do whatever he wanted. And then it was like, nah, you actually got to fit into this box a little more. I think that was mm-hmm. the issue. I would love – you You see his fingerprints on this in a number of places, but I would love to see his full version of it. I know – I mean, it doesn't exist, I don't think. But yeah, I, yeah. I would love to have seen what that would have looked like. I even went on Reddit after I watched the movie to see if somebody had his original script – and I couldn't find it because somebody even typed uh, Marvel keeps a really tight fist on their yeah. their shit. So we yeah. probably won't ever see it. I mean, just the the Michael Pena stuff with the storytelling, that is so yeah. Edgar, right? Oh, you it's know? so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. And they try to do it in the second one, and it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. I think I've said it before. It's like the it's uh it's the the news at the beginning of RoboCop and it mm. works the first time because Verhoeven did it and Eric Kirshner in the second, who's a good director, like uh, Peyton Reed's a good director, but it just doesn't work because he's not Verhoeven and Edgar Wright or Peyton Reed's not Edgar Wright. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. It just yeah. Doesn't. It's no shot at either of them. It's, I mean, that's just, it's just a fact because <laughs> no one and is. <laughs> they're, they're unique I didn't, individuals. I didn't, Exactly. And I didn't realize that um, I forgot Adam McKay and Paul Rudd did rewrites for the script. Yeah, I saw Paul Rudd had had writing credits. I didn't even realize that either. Yeah, because they Paul. I mean, Paul Rudd got writing credit on the second script, too. But, you know, Adam McKay, 
clearly a very capable, hilarious, talented writer. So having him come in too. Yeah, I've heard he wants to do like a Silver Surfer if he ever gets into the MCU, which would be awesome. Oh, fuck. That would be so cool. Yeah, I hope that happens. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. See. All right, let's get let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, starts off with some de-aging and, I guess, re-aging as they make Peggy Carter look older. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what accelerating? the word is. Yeah, I don't know what the word is for that, but um, actually it looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I thought so, too. In short little bursts, I think. That works, but when you mm. try to stretch it out over more than maybe a couple minutes, uh, it's it's tough. Yeah. Um, uh, ends in a bloody nose. Hank Pym's not happy. Mm-hmm. Storms out. They want his. They want his shrinking tech. You know. His Pym particles. Yeah, and he he's uh he's not having any of it. Mm-hmm. Then we uh we meet Scott. He's getting out of jail. He he gets punched a bit first. <laughs> I guess that's there. He goes, you guys have some weird leaving ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, they're all friends. It's a nice little scene. Yeah. Um, I could see Paul being, being the talk of the town in prison. Yeah. He would be okay. Just because he's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd get out of it. I mean, he's a little too handsome for prison, but he, he'd make enough jokes. He'd, he'd be okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. He's aging like a fine wine. Yeah, Jeez. Delicious. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he has a daughter, um, and his ex-wife is Judy Greer, and she's with Bobby Cannavale. I love Bobby Cannavale. He's fucking awesome. I'm a big fan of his. This cast is great. Yeah, it really is. Um, And she's with him now, and he's a cop, of course. Um, He Mm -hmm. he tries to – Scott tries to go to his daughter. His daughter is the most adorable little kid ever, by the way. (laughs) Like, Jesus, is this maybe the cutest kid in all of cinema history? Yeah, just adorable. Um, And it's like like her birthday, uh, but he's not really supposed to be there. They're kind of mean to Mm -hmm. him (laughs) a little bit. Like being really mean to him. Give him a break. Yeah, it's it's, it's just – like they're not wrong in everything they said, but also it's her birthday, like. Come on, just let him, whatever. Give the guy a break. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I actually really like the way that uh, the Paxton character, his little arc, mm. he's kind of a prick at first, but he's not, he's not like over the top, like douchebag. Yeah. And eventually he's just trying does, to be protective of his new family. Yeah, yeah. And eventually does come around like at the end. Like it was a nice little, uh, I enjoyed that. Because yeah. that could very easily just be like, oh, the douchebag, you know, and then they usually the just, one note, yeah, yeah. and you, they just kill him off or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of like that. So, yeah, he 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 drives off all sad. He's, he's like, I need some money. I got to figure something out because he got fired from Baskin Robbins before that. <laughs> <laughs> Baskin Robbins always finds out. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, then we meet uh, Darren. He unveils his little yellow jacket suit. Um, he's trying mm-hmm. to. He's basically trying to replicate the pimp particle, but he's having mm-hmm. you know he's having some issues with it. Uh, one of the guys, one of like a, I don't know if he like works there or he was like an investor or something. Uh, he he has some qualms with it, so he turns him into goo. <laughs> turns him, yeah. Turns the dad, one of the dads from Stranger Things, into strawberry jelly. Yeah, I mean, that's a weapon in itself, because that's terrifying. I don't want to be goo. Yeah, and he literally just picks it up with a nap or with a piece of toilet paper and just flushes him. He's like, goodbye, Bob. Yikes. (laughs) 
God, gross. Savage. And just washes his hands so nonchalantly. Corey Stahl, I like Corey Stahl. I think he's a really great actor. I agree. He's I, really good in this. I think he's good in this. Um, I mean, it, it's the problem with a lot of Marvel villains. He's just evil because he's evil. Like the, yeah, true. They sort of try to be like, oh, this, all the testing you've done, it's messing with your brain or something Like later mm-hmm. on. But it's not really elaborated on like a really good reason. Yeah, because I think it's because in the comics, you know, Pym loses his brain and ends up, you know, beating his wife at some point. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yikes. Yeah. I could see uh, why they didn't yeah, uh, go gives, into that. He gives Janet the backhand at one point. Not really cool. Uh, not cool, Hank. Not yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a bad guy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, Scott got fired from Baskin Robbins, so he needs money. Um, and Luis tells him about a job. Uh, and that's when we get the very Edgar Wright like replay of it, you know, of mm-hmm. talks to this person, to this person, to this person, and and Michael Payne is so great with he's so fast and quick with it, and it, <laughs> he's got such great timing, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he acquiesces, and they start to plan for it. You know, it's basically there's this old rich guy, and he has a big safe, and he's out of town. So let's go find out what's in the safe and take it. Mm-hmm. He's like, fine, let's do it. Uh, heist begins. I really enjoyed Scott, the way he cracks a safe. Like, they show he has some skills, you know? Like, mm-hmm. getting, like a fingerprint, like, off a doorknob or whatever it is. And Because and d- wasn't he an electrical engineer or something, they said? Yeah, so he, he has, like, a master's in, like, electrical engineer. Like, he, so he's smart. Uh, like, what he went to jail for, they, they brush over it pretty quick. But basically, it was... He was working for some, I don't know, like a telecom company or something, like a Verizon mm-hmm. or something like that, or an AT&T, and he found out that they were like, defrauding their customers or something along those lines, and yeah. he like was a whistleblower and they didn't do anything about it, so he like hacked their system, and uh, I think he like, gave a bunch of money back to people or, or something along those lines. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and that's what he got arrested for. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, you know. Criminal with a heart of gold kind of thing. Of course, like Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly, just like Robin Hood, <laughs> which we just did, which was awesome. <laughs> uh, I enjoy him talking his way through cracking the safe, too. Uh, he's like, this was like the metal that was on the Titanic. He's like, yes, as we know, it doesn't do well with cold. So he like puts the – in just a setup, he puts a, a mattress down and then like a, a sheet to catch the rivets that pop out, and like, it's really great. It's really good, and I love um, the little crew too. Ti, he's funny, yeah, but yeah. I love Polka Dot Man, David yes. uh, Das Das Malchian. Yes. Das Malchian. Yep, he's been in three different comic book movies now. With this, uh, the Suicide Squad, and he was in the Dark Knight or the. the second, oh yeah, that was his one. first movie. Yeah, he was like one of the cops. Uh, the Joker henchman, yeah, or whatever. Or supposedly, did, yeah, that uh, mm-hmm. that Harvey Dent takes out to like, pretend to kill. <laughs> he's just a crazy person. <laughs> oh, God, so good. Great. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. <clears throat> so, yeah, he cracks his safe. He's got skills. It's empty. There's just this weird-looking, he calls it a motorcycle suit or something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he just takes it. And all while 
Hank, he, he's watching with, with some ants. <laughs> he's got like a GoPro he, attached to a hand's head or something. <laughs> he he really took his Ant-Man shit to the next level. Yep. Uh, really leaned into that name. Um, Darren, back to him. He, he tries to shrink shrink some sheep, but uh, no dice, more goo. <laughs> Just gooey <Ugh>. little sheep. <laughs> the CGI in this is fucking fantastic yeah, especially for eight eight years ago now yeah i think it's really good yeah. um and so so yeah he still isn't isn't where he needs to be uh back mm-hmm. with scott he he gets back home to uh Luis's place he's like crashing on his couch or whatever starts mm-hmm. messing with the suit puts it on um just like he's like i don't know what the hell what's going on here he steps into the bathtub to get like a better look in the mirror starts pushing the buttons on the hands and just Shrinks himself real, real quick, <laughs> right in the bathroom. And then Michael Pena comes in and he's getting ready to shower. He goes, "Oh, I don't want to see that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the while, uh, Hank is in his ear, being like, uh, "Hey, good luck, bro." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you stole my shit. This. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what you got. Um, yeah, he avoids uh, Michael Pena's. Well. Uh, would look like a giant dong. I assume it's giant anyways, but in that respect, it's massive. <laughs> um, it yeah. falls through some cracks in the floor and ends up in, like, some midday rave that's happening below them, I guess. That was yeah, weird. apparently some ravers, you know, from the early 90s listening to house music live two floors below them or yeah. something. and it's midday, too. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know San, I, I used to live in San Francisco, and I know it's a little weird out there, but I never saw any midday raves. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Eventually, he 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 escapes outside, like lands on a car, mm-hmm. um, and he's just like, "Fuck this! <laughs> uh, I don't want any part of this." He breaks back in immediately to Hanks and leaves the suit. Um, and as he's as he's leaving, cops show up, arrest him. I was returning something I stole. Yeah, I didn't steal oh. anything. I was returning something. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. I know. God, Paul Rudd is... I, I, he's a big, I'm a big fan of his. He's oh, so yeah, good. he's great. Um, well, he's, he gets taken to jail. While in jail, Hank shows up, like, posing as his lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically goes, hey, uh, hey, play ball or stay in jail. You know, your choice. You know, what are you going to do? So he sends him back to his cell, and he's very confused because he doesn't really give him any information. And his little buddy ants bring in a tiny version of the suit, becomes big, he puts the suit on, and escapes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Hank basically set up the entire uh, Luis bit. Like, he was, he wanted him to get in. I I guess he Mm -hmm. loved him, and he wanted... This was his like test. Yeah, he was he was testing him to see how good he is to see if he could you know take over the mantle because he didn't want to give it to his daughter and that's yeah. a whole another set of issues in itself and right exactly. Yeah. Um, so he uh, <laughs> that, yeah he he escapes. Um, he get he finds like a flying ant, Anthony. <laughs> I know this ant ride is chaotic as hell too. <laughs> oh yeah, he's flying all over the place. Uh, Hank says he's he's controlling him. He's not doing a great job. He's flying in a lady's hairs and onto maps and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Terrible job. Come on, Hank. Yeah, 
He's flying all over the city. He ends up just passing out because, yeah, you probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, Goat to Black wakes up in Hank's house, just like in his pajamas, with Hope mm-hmm. just creepily watching him, like on her Blackberry, just like, oh. <laughs> oh, God, this fucking loser. Yeah. Um, bed surrounded by these big ass, terrifying ants. <laughs> so he can't escape, I guess. Yeah, like kind of, uh, what were they, like a fire ant or something? Yeah, they're, they reminded me of the ants in that really bad, most recent Indiana Jones movie. Oh, that fucking piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for the new one, by the way. Yeah, same, actually. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, he's like, hey, let's uh, go downstairs and uh, have a little chat with some tea. And Hank says he knows all about him, whatever. And uh, he, he's like, you're going to help us. He explains how the shrinking stuff works, which something about, <clears throat> like, removing the space between atoms or something, but, that, like, doesn't really track. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really need to know. <laughs> Movie science. Yeah, it's comic book logic. Who cares? Um, yeah. <clears throat> he he basically wants Scott to, uh, to stop Cross from uh, figuring out his tech because he knows he's close and he can't let that happen. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm, I'm done stealing stuff, you know? I'm not doing that. He's like, what do you want me to do? He's like, I want you to break in and steal some shit. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'll do that. This is this is when Marvel movies started to remind me of 80s movies that we grew up. Funny, serious. Technically, they're movies geared towards kids, but there's cursing in it. I don't know yeah. why, but that just, like, makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Because um, it's just like, yeah, movies when we were kids, you, you know, you had little kids saying shit and ass and, you know, I don't know. I love it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was back before they had like a PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. So there were movies where they they were cursing up a storm and it was just PG. Yeah. <laughs> I think they said the first movie that was PG-13 was Temple of Doom. Oh, was it? Interesting. I think so. I think. Anybody who's listening want to quote yeah, me on that? Yeah, <laughs> Meanwhile, Cross, he, he finally shrunk a sheep. He's all excited. Got mm-hmm. little, little sheep all, all tiny. I like how he flicks the thing. Like, don't flick it. Don't tap the glass. Yeah. <laughs> don't tap the glass. Don't be a dick. Clearly never had fish before. Don't tap the glass. <laughs> <laughs> so Hank, he's, he's convinced Scott to help, and they start the training, which is really great. Like, he learns how to fight. He learns how to use the suit and how to use the ants and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really good, really good sequence. Yeah, and Hope is really good at all the things, and you yeah. see these great little moments of she's like, "Fine, I guess I've got to do it, even though I should be, I should be doing this." But okay, I'll teach you. Show me how to punch. I know how to punch. I was in prison, and he just she like just yeah, just drops smacks him. him. Yeah, just drops him. Yeah, it's um, a, it's a really mm-hmm. good uh, sequence because it shows everything. It, the suit can do and like all the stuff that is possible and they also all start to kind of bond mm-hmm. it feels very organic and, and it works really well totally because hank and hope are kind of estranged too and, and they start to soften with each other and you know open up and and everything so it's really nice yeah yeah definitely like hank finally tells hope what happened to her mom <clears throat> to janet like they were trying to blow up a Nuke going to wherever. You know? Yeah, yeah. And she like shrunk 
she basically shrunk between the the molecules to get into it to break it and blow it up, but then got trapped in the quantum realm, and that's where she's been. Yeah, and I love too. Hope and Scott have this moment where she kind of voices her frustration, and he goes, "I'm expendable. You aren't." And she he kind of yeah. puts it into perspective like that. And I yeah, think that kind of opened her eyes a little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like he's not just being a jerk. Like he, he's gone about it poorly in his communication, but it's all just because he does actually care, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's afraid of losing me like he lost her. Like, all right, yeah. that kind of makes sense. But that, but then he also just never told her how her mom died, told her, right. didn't she say, didn't he say a car wreck or something? He kept saying like a plane crash or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah she's, and she's just like, you keep telling me that lie. Like, I know that's not what happened. But, mm-hmm. And he does yeah. finally tell her. Um, so they, uh, but before they can really enact the heist, uh, they need some sort of tech from this warehouse um, that uh, he, he has to go steal. Mm-hmm. Um, as he gets there, it happens to be an Avengers facility. So. <laughs> this doesn't look like a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, it's just a big A on it. And yeah. When he shows up and it's guarded by Falcon, which is nice to see Anthony Mackie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was great. He's just all tiny. He's like, he can't see me. He can't see me. Yeah, he can see me. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> uh, just uh, He doesn't even try to fight him right away. He's He just goes big and he's just like hey hey uh like he tries to talk his way out of it like god oh, man like i'm just here for this thing like uh, i don't want to fight like it's, it's it's cool man it's all good <laughs> scott's going rogue <laughs> yeah uh, it's really great they fight a bit you know um and their fight's great too yeah really great and scott kicks ass yeah yeah he wins he kicks his butt and uh and even manages to steal the tech mm-hmm. um I do like at the end. He's just like, don't, don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, they have all everything they need. Get ready for the heist. Um, they even have to include Luis and his his boys. To get mm-hmm. in on it. Like everyone's a part of it. <clears throat> the crew. Uh, Scott gets in the facility. It's like some big night. So Hank's there too. Like he's mm-hmm. invited. Um, he, he first gets the ants to. Fry the servers, so all the information's gone. Then he like sets some bombs in there too, it's a bunch of plastic. Yeah. Um, he then goes for the last piece to steal a yellow jacket suit, but Cross was ready for him, and he's he's basically trapped. He's caught. It's a trap. It's a trap. He's big time trapped. Uh, and it's all during the middle of cross like selling his tech to a bunch of bad dudes there's like hydra Hyd- guys hydra, right yeah one guy has like 10 rings uh on his tattoo on his neck like, so it's a bunch of bad dudes bunch of bad dudes yeah um and he has hank there in the room just basically to rub it in his face mm-hmm. <laughs> uh hank or cross he goes to to shoot hank but uh at the same time hope steals a gun from another guy they're they're in like a whole little standoff Mm-hmm. And that's when Scott escapes from his little prison. I don't know exactly what he did. He used some tech that he had and just, like, bursts out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he uh, in, and during this, Hank, I think, gets shot, I guess. Yeah, I think just um, some type of 
gun, the gun went well, off, yes, or the, I don't remember. In the chaos, he, he ends up getting shot. He's, like, not dead, but, I mean, he's an old man. Can't get shot. Just, like, mm, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for anybody, let alone a 70-year-old Michael Douglas. Yeah. So, Scott beats up all the other guys, but, uh, he, as we said, he got shot. And he, like, goes over to him to see if he's okay. And Cross is just like, okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> you big idiot. <laughs> and as he goes to shoot Scott, a bunch of ants show up. They save the day. They're like getting the in between like the hammer of the gun so they can't can't fire. Mm-hmm. They are very bitey. They're biting all over on. <laughs> Did you notice that I, I, up until this point in the movie, when Hank gets shot, Hope says, Dad. I think that's the first time she says dad the uh, entire movie. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good catch. Mm. Yeah, so they had to save the day. Cross runs off, whatever. Scott goes after him. Um, Hank, <laughs> Hank and Hope escape in a tank that was on his keychain. <laughs> yeah, that was, and, and all the police are just going, what? Yeah, because it's a giant like Sherman tank from like World War II just rolls out of the out of the building mm-hmm. <laughs> with all the cops outside. Um, and <laughs> then we get a, another good scene with fight or Scott, like running away from, from a uh, gunfire. It's, it's mm-hmm. just so good where it's all exploding. And, and yeah, like in a I love it. The CGI and the action is so something. great. <laughs> it's a great, mm-hmm. it's really great. Um, but yeah, he beats all those guys up with a little assist from Luis who punches one of the guys. It's like, were we the good guys? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, this is good, man. I like this. <laughs> He's so great. So great. Um, mm-hmm. Cross tries to go escape on a helicopter. Um, Scott, he, he catches up to him before it takes off. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed this fight scene, too, in the helicopter. Yeah, really, really good. Like, And they are just fucking this chopper up. Yeah, because Cross dons the yellow jacket suit, and he's got, like, lasers and all sorts of gadgets on it it's just the way they're shooting out pilots and everything it's so brutal <laughs> it's like these tiny little lasers but they're just going through everybody um they play like the cure <laughs> accidentally hit yeah because the they're fighting in that suitcase as it's falling yeah really good uh mm. helicopter crashes or whatever they all fall out and uh scott ends up in like, somebody's yard and uh cross ends up in a bug zapper <laughs> basically <laughs> Um, and of course, Paxton and uh, Avon Barksdale, who is his partner. I can't remember the actor's actual name, but it's Avon um, from Wire. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just gonna call him Avon Barksdale too. Yeah, um, they just show up right away. I don't know, it doesn't matter, and and arrest him. But he's like, "Hey, uh, there's someone in the bug, something in the bugs after we got to deal with." Of course, you're just like you're insane. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, shut up. We're taking you back to prison, buddy. Yeah, and uh, as they're taking him back. Of course, Cross comes back to consciousness and apparently heads over to Scott's house because they get a call on the radio that there's something going on at at their house. So they freak out and uh, head over. And they don't let Scott out, but he escapes. He finds a way out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Cross is sitting there, like, menacing his his daughter, just being a real prick. And she's... Awesome. She's like, are you a monster? My yeah. daddy's basically going to come and kick your butt. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, kind of a badass. It's great. Yeah. And their fight scene, once he gets in there, is so awesome. It's so good on the Thomas, the, the yeah. tank engine. Yep, that train. It's so great. I mean, the, 
when it's bearing down on Cross and it's, it's like this big moment, it's like, ah, and then it just pa- pulls back the camera and it's just this plastic train, you know, just like falls <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> just great comedy through that too. Comedy through, yeah. you know, just no dialogue, just fantastic. shots. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're fighting, whatever. Um, Cross kind of gets the upper hand. He's about to kill Scott's daughter. And uh, Scott can't get in between, uh, like, to get into his suit to shut it down because it's all, like, titanium or some sort of metal. Um, it's, like, the only way I can get through is go subatomic, even though he was told not to do that, basically what Janet did. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does to save his daughter. Uh, really brutal what happens to Cross. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he just basically implode? Or? Yeah, he just, like, gets crushed, and it's, like, really slow and brutal. Um he is coming back as Modoc in uh, the new one, by the way. <laughs> Wait, really? Yep, because he got sent to the quantum realm. That's what happened to him. And now he's all like, oh, messed shit. up. And, yeah, now he's just a big head. <laughs> I mean, Modoc's awesome. I wonder if uh, Patton is pissed off about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pipped the troll now, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's so great. Yeah, I mean, that's not how... that's. See, I'm fine with that change. That's not at all what Modoc is in the comics, but whatever. That mm-hmm. that, that works for me. I like it. Works for me. I'm just glad mm-hmm. to see Modoc because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, so he saves the day, but he's he's like drifting into the quantum realm, starting to like lose his mind or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But remembers he has one of these like shrinking discs, throws it in his regulator, and that like fixes it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Boom. Yep. yep. Then he's back big. Everyone's happy. They save the day. Uh, ever yeah. Uh, Scott doesn't go to jail. You know, Bobby Cannavale is like, hey, uh, yeah. I guess we lost all your paperwork. You know, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I vouched for you. He's like, yeah. thank you for doing this for Cassie. And he's like, I kind of did it for you. Yeah, yeah. Because he was there. The whole, he Paxton was there the whole time. Again, like, he, he was even being like a badass because he was about Cross was about to kill Cassie. And he's like, get behind me. Like, gonna take a bullet for her. Like, so mm-hmm. he, he's a good dude too. He wasn't a bad yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, then uh, he doesn't. So he doesn't go to jail. Everyone's happy. Scott and Hope they do some kisses. Um, and <laughs> I love that little moment too. He's like, "Whoa, geez, Hope, really? Yeah, really, Hope? Yeah, How dare you?" He gets caught. They get caught by Hank, yeah, and he just immediately throws her under the bus. <laughs> 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 then uh, he gets with Luis, and he tell he does another one of his little story times, and. Tells mm-hmm. him about like some sort of Avengers looking for him or something. I believe mm-hmm. it was. And credits. Credits. But uh, wait, there's more. Mid credit scene. We get a little wasp suit for hope. And it's awesome. It's about damn time. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> she can fly. She's got like lasers. It's, fantastic. it's so good. And oh, then so credits awesome. again, but there's one last end credit scene, and it's just a clip from Civil War. <laughs> it's yeah. not even new. It's just uh, Falcon saying, because uh, they're trying to get their team up, and he's like, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then credits. Done. Then credits. Ant Man, baby. Man, I love this movie. It's so much fun. I need to watch the second one now because I want to see the third one in the theater. I'd like to. Yeah, I'll be going tomorrow, I believe. Nice. Let me know how it is. The second one's fine. It's not as good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. And we get, uh, yeah. w- what's his name? Walton Goggs. 
is in it. So I mean, Goggins. Yeah, Goggins in it. So that's that's great um, in itself. I've got some trivia if you want to hear it. Oh, hit us with some trivia. When Paul Rudd told his nine-year-old son he was going to be Ant-Man, his son said, wow, I can't wait to see how stupid that'll be. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> He's definitely his son. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, as part of a decades-long running joke, whenever he is a guest on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, Paul Rudd always claims to show footage from his upcoming movie, but invariably plays a clip from Mac and Me, in which wheelchair user Eric flies off a cliff it's, while Mac the alien watches on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen uh, that clip. I have it's many times. It's so ridiculous. It's, Mac I, and I remember that movie. Basically an E.T. ripoff. Mm-hmm. And a giant McDonald's commercial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then I've seen almost all the, the clips of him on, on Conan. And the yeah. way he always tricks him. <laughs> he just plays it off so perfectly. It's him to buy in every time. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a bit, but I kind of believe it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for him. sure. Because he's so genuine and affable. It's just like, okay, fine. It's not this time. And then there comes back at me again. Son of a bitch. Flying off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, when it was time to promote this film, the clip started out as a genuine trailer for Ant-Man, but was then combined with the clip from Mac and Me with Ant-Man edited into the footage. Oh, God. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So good. Um, Scott's brief work at Baskin-Robbins was originally going to be Chipotle, but the company did not like their negative portrayal. The filmmakers considered Jamba Juice, then settled on Baskin-Robbins after realizing that the bright colors would be a funny contrast to the dark prison open. Negative portrayal. <laughs> I, I didn't think anything negative about him. I didn't. Hey, Baskin Robbins always knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Made if anything, it's a great portrayal. Agreed. Like, I never think of Baskin Robbins. Like, now yeah. I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could go for some Baskin Robbins yeah, right now. sounds a bit all right. <laughs> um, the laser sounds fire... From Yellow Jacket's suit are the same sound as the main gun on the AT-AT being fired in the Star Wars movies. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Nice. Um, let's see here. Whilst filming a scene with Michael Douglas, Paul Rudd attempted to reenact the famous interrogation scene with Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct. Rudd ultimately failed with the attempt, resulted in Michael Douglas saying, What are you, a fucking pervert? <laughs> This this might be some of my favorite trivia of any movie we've done. I it's do so like good. Michael There's Douglas. so much great shit. Um, although Edgar Wright dropped out of the movie, a large portion of the script he wrote is still in the story, which you basically called. Yeah. Um, on the day that they filmed the sequence of Cross shrinking a lamb, when they broke for lunch, the caterer just so happened to be serving lamb chops. The cast and crew claimed it was awkward. Yeah, what timing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Sean Bean, Pierce Brosnan, and Gary Oldman were considered for the role of Hank Pym. Those all would have worked. Yeah. I mean, I love. I, I like Michael Douglas. I thought he was so great in it, and he's a really, really good actor. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan of his. I haven't heard. Yeah, me too. Terrible about him. Yeah, and I love the way the reason he claims that he got throat cancer. Yeah. <laughs> just, just Google that. Um, just Google it. Yeah, Google it's fantastic. it. 
hit us in our DMs. We'll have a discussion. Much respect. <laughs> Much respect. Um, Jessica Chastain turned down the lead female role of Hope Van De- Hope Van Dyne Dean due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, that would have been all right. Yeah, that would have been a good choice for sure. Then they would have to uh, deal with uh, Evangeline Lilly's anti-vaxxing nonsense. Oh, she was one of those? Yeah, I know. It's a real bummer because I, I really liked her, and that kind of bummed me out. Oh, God. Jesus. Um, Adrian Brody, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Ewan McGregor were all in the running for the role of Scott Lang. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ewan. Yeah. Oh, man. I do love yeah. Ewan. Yeah, Ewan's great. Joseph Gordon-Levitt I mean, would have been great in the role, but, I mean, man, Ewan. I just love me some Paul Rudd. <laughs> um, and last, but certainly not least, no body count because obviously it was pretty low, yeah. and it's a Marvel movie. Uh, so I had this little fun bit that I thought you'd like. <clears throat> the original opening that Edgar Wright wrote was to have a mini adventure in homage of Goldfinger, nineteen sixty-four that the young Hank Pym would infiltrate Panama to retrieve a microfilm and confronted a Panamanian general by the name of Castillo. Uh, Jordi Moya had filmed his scenes as Castillo, but was cut. Peyton Reed admitted that the standalone adventure was really cool. Although filmed, it was disconnected after it was edited together. Reed eventually settled for the existing prologue, which books marks the confrontation with Mitchell and Hank later on. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see that, but that the way they did it definitely worked better yeah it works better yeah it's, i always find that interesting with when, when uh, a director or, or a movie has a really cool scene it's really great but it just doesn't work and they have to cut mm-hmm. it I, like that's one thing I don't, I don't know how to do like when i'm in love with something God, if, I, I can't i can't i just like i just stick it in i'm like i love this too much and i know i can't do that but i, God, I, I can't help myself <laughs> I feel like if that's, you know, obviously that's the kind of shit that would go on, you know, DVD special features. Yeah. But if I was making a big Ant-Man movie and I had a little scene like that, I would just make it its own little short film, like one of those Marvel one shots yeah. and just drop it on YouTube or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do something. Like, I mean, they kind of did that with uh, uh, Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. They had these little shorts that they, they kind of they put on the DVDs and whatnot. Yeah, that's what I would do. But I guess there's all kinds of logistics and money and sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for Ant-Man. What are we doing next week? Oh, coming up next week with uh Cocaine Bear hitting theaters, we decided to do another creature feature. Uh we will be going into the jungle and checking out Anaconda. Anaconda. <laughs> I saw this movie in the theater. I uh, we we did this like a year or so ago on a live stream, um, mm-hmm. and that was probably the first time I'd ever even seen it all the way through. It's a, uh, oh boy, it's something. Oh, it is something. Starring J Lo, Ice, Ice Cube, Cube, John Voight playing in what like Argentinian man or uh, something. Yeah, it's it's really bad, but it's fun. Like it's good and, bad. Yeah. Oh, it's good bad. And Owen Wilson is yeah, in it. You know, early in his career. It's, it's something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to watch it. It's been so long since yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> but um, but that's about it. Uh, anything else you want to add? That's about all I got. Why don't you hit us where you can find us? You can find us at www.actionmoviebookclub.com. You can also find us on Twitter at ActionMovieBC or on 
Instagram at Action Movie Book Club. We've also been posting some videos over on TikTok and on YouTube. So just search Action Movie Book Club. Give us a little like and subscribe on there. Just, you know, anything that'll help boost us in the algorithm, whether it's on YouTube or whether you listen to your podcasts. We just want to get in more people's ears or eyeballs because we love doing this and we want to keep doing it. And maybe even someday, maybe make a little bit of money doing it. Coin right here. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Help help us out. Exactly. Uh, also <laughs> uh, doing comic book book club. Uh, where yes. are we at? I believe the most recent one when this come out will be will be into Fantastic Four Life Story, which was not really we didn't really like it. <laughs> oh gotcha. Uh, really oh, enjoyed the Spider Man one. Um, and we're currently reading All Star Superman by Grant Morrison, which is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Did you ever see the animated version that they did of it? No, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's on HBO Max, baby. Oh, awesome. We're going to have to watch that. But yeah, it's yeah, great. Really enjoying this All-Star Superman. Yeah. Um, are you sticking to just superheroes? Because if, you, if you'll if you have me, I have um, an idea of comics we could do, but might oh, not be superhero related. No, anything comics. Uh, I figured you'd probably want to come on for a while, last man. Why the Last Man, Preacher, or Ooh. maybe Saga? Yes. Oh, she loves Saga. My co-host loves Saga. So, oh, Saga is so good. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome on any time you want, obviously. Or we could do The Last Ronin. Did you ever finish The Last Ronin, the I Turtles book? Did. Yeah, see, there's so many. We're just starting off with trying to like get a base. You know, mm -hmm. We're hitting all totally. the big ones. Your Spider-Man, your Fantastic Four, your, mm -hmm. your uh, Superman. We'll probably do a Batman and next maybe and, and maybe like an x-men or something what bat what batman comic are you thinking about doing first uh batman year one came to mind but i don't know do you have any suggestions year one is great i love the dark knight returns yeah long halloween yeah uh, batman and son yeah these these first few we're trying to do uh a little like uh like entry into comics because there can often feel like there's this huge barrier to entry with, you know, years of canon and, and, and things like mm -hmm. that. It's just so much. It's, it's hard to know where to start. Um, right. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I'm leaning towards year one, but uh, I'm open to suggestions. Yeah. I'll see. Uh, yeah, those ones that I said I like a lot, but we can discuss. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's but, um, but that's about it. Anything else you want to add? That's uh, about all I got. Won't you take us out? Happy trails, Hans. <laughs>